Hello, and welcome to The Tish. I'm Dina Weiss. Perhaps the moment of the greatest connection with God in all of Jewish history is when we received the Torah. But sadly, this event wasn't uncomplicated, and the anxieties of Bnei Israel led them to make a series of self-defeating and really hurtful decisions. And the first of these is when they appeared to reject the intimacy with God. God is coming to reveal himself to them. God is coming to have a conversation with them, and the people ask Moshe to speak with them instead. They don't want to hear the words of God directly from God's own mouth. And they claim that it's because it's too dangerous for them to be spoken to directly. They say that if they hear the Torah from God's mouth directly, they will die. The Kedushat Levi explains that this request is really a reflection and magnification of their internal reality. It's not that they thought that God's voice was inherently lethal. They weren't afraid of God's power or God's force. What they were afraid of was themselves. They were afraid of their own reaction. They were petrified that they would be so excited that that excitement would overtake them. They thought their spirits would get so elevated that they would be so aflame with the experience of closeness to God that their souls would burst forth from their bodies and that they would die as a result. And I read this interpretation in part as a rebuke to myself. Would I have been so afraid? Where is my passion and excitement when encountering the holy? When have I allowed myself to be so enmeshed in an experience that I might actually lose myself? Would I have had any reason to be concerned that I would be so engulfed by this love of God that I would die? But on the other hand, this fear of Bnei Israel seems very familiar and very basic. At its core, it's kind of just a fear of intimacy. Instead of running towards God and obeying that sense that they wanted to be close, that felt pulled to this fire of revelation, Bnei Israel pull back. They were afraid of what would happen to their individual identities if they got too close. They were afraid of going from an I to a we. They thought that if they got too close to God, that would mean that they would get hurt. And they were willing to forego the most powerful connection possible because they were too afraid. When we think about what we can learn from this fear, what we can learn from Bnei Israel's reaction, I feel led in two directions. The first is to realize that Bnei Israel's fear was unfounded because true love is love between individuals. The love of God was not actually going to cause them to lose themselves. And what they needed to do is think less about the experience of God and the strength of the excitement of that experience and have more faith in themselves, in the fact that they were selves, that they were discrete individuals. And second, excitement is often something that we feel overwhelmed by because we don't have the tools that we need to manage it. It's exciting because it's new. We're afraid of it because we're not used to it. And maybe having some sort of practice where we imagine and really sink into 
the excitement of what it means to be in a relationship with God, when we allow ourselves to be warmed by that fire, we'll also get used to that glow and the notion of being in a really close, really strong relationship with God will start to feel warm and inviting and not scary and hot. The Kedushat Levi actually bases his analysis of B'nai Yisrael's reaction on an experience that we might have maybe even daily, maybe three times daily. And that is when we are praying, we sometimes find that our body moves involuntarily. The Yiddish word for this is shuckling, right? This movement back and forth, side to side of our bodies when we are really in the emotions, when we're really in the practice of prayer. And the Zohar says that this movement that we have is not unlike the movement of a flame on top of a wick. And the reason why our bodies are moving is because our souls are like this flame that sort of is moving involuntarily because of its light and because of its warmth. Prayer is an everyday thing. And when we shuckle in prayer, what we are doing is actually having that small, manageable experience of overwhelming excitement. And the imagery of the shuckling person whose soul is moving their body is the inspiration for the Kedushat Levi's interpretation, but I think it's also the antidote to the problem, that if we allow ourselves to recognize that we do have these small connections and that we're able to manage small conversations with God, we'll find ourselves able and prepared to have those larger, more meaningful, more exciting encounters. Thanks for listening to this installment of The Tish. This episode concludes our exploration of the Kedushat Levi. We'll be taking a short break, but we'll be back in a few weeks with more episodes of The Tish. See you soon. This episode was produced by Sam Greenberg, Effie Unterman, and Jeremy Tabak. Thank you to David Chabinski for recording and editing this episode. Music for The Tish is from Hannah Raskin's debut album, Raza Capella, produced by Rising Song Records. I know, did it, I, 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 I.